Good day and welcome to Partakers and back to our Easter 2013 series, Agog, A Glimpse of God. We are on day 26 of our adventure, looking together at the life of the most amazing person in human history, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Today we start looking briefly at Jesus' final prayer, reading in John chapter 17 and starting at verse 1. After saying this, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the time is here. Give your son glory so that your son can give you glory. After all, you've given him authority over all humanity so that he can give eternal life to all those you gave to him. This is eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you sent. On earth I have given you glory by finishing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, give me glory in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world existed. I made your name known to the people you gave me. They are from this world. They belong to you, and you gave them to me. They did what you told them. Now they know that everything you gave me comes from you, because I gave them the message that you gave me. They have accepted this message, and they know for sure that I came from you. They have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you gave me, because they are yours. Everything I have is yours, and everything you have is mine. I have been given glory by the people you have given me. I won't be in the world much longer, but they are in the world, and I'm coming back to you. Holy Father, keep them safe by the power of your name, the name that you gave me so that their unity may be like ours. While I was with them, I kept them safe by the power of your name, the name that you gave me. I watched over them, and none of them except one person became lost. So scripture came true. But now, Father, I'm coming back to you. I say these things while I'm still in the world so that they will have the same joy that I have. I have given them your message, but the world has hated them because they don't belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to protect them from the evil one. They don't belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. Use the truth to make them holy. Your words are truth. I have sent them into the world the same way you sent me into the world. I'm dedicating myself to this holy work I'm doing for them so that they too will use the truth to be holy. For just about three years now, Jesus has engaged in a public ministry. He's called his twelve disciples, those who would follow him closely. Now Jesus has been preparing his disciples for the time when he will leave them. He will leave them to go back to the Father via the cross. Jesus knows the time is short, so quite rightly, he now turns to prayer. And this prayer is probably the pinnacle of revelation in John's Gospel. Here we see Jesus' very words, revealing that unparalleled intimacy with his Father. And Jesus starts off by praying for himself. Central to this part of his prayer is glorification, that is the glorification of himself in order that God the Father who sent him will be glorified. In effect, Jesus says, Father, may people see me for who I truly am, your Son, and may they also through me see your true nature, Father. Praying as he does just before he knowingly goes to his death on the cross shows the importance of the cross. 
for it is through the cross alone both God the Father and Jesus will be glorified. Jesus' death on the cross reveals a God of love, faithfulness and forgiveness. John 17 verse 4, as we read, reveals that it was the pur- this purpose that he came in order to complete the work given. Jesus' entire earthly life had been one to show divine love for all people of every age and class. All Jesus' works and words were completed without even a hint of hypocrisy. His entire life was driven by the desire to see sinful people turn back to God for reconciliation and forgiveness. And Jesus confidently prays that having laid aside his glory by taking on human form, he will now return to God's right hand, having achieved the work of redemption through the cross. And then Jesus turns to pray for his disciples, those twelve men. Note how he describes them. They were chosen by God himself, seen God in Jesus, and have received God's words and obeyed him. Jesus prays that the disciples will be in the safe possession of both the Father and the Son. Despite misunderstanding frequently what Jesus was talking about, the disciples still managed to grasp that Jesus had come from God. Having taught that the disciples will endure persecution and suffering because they are his followers, Jesus now prays for their safety. His disciples will be safe, not because of their own cunning, their own character or their own conduct. They will be safe because of God's care and protection. As the disciples were now God's possession, he will ensure they are watched over and protected. The security is also born from glorifying God and being witnesses for him. By remaining loyal and obedient to Jesus, the disciples being obedient to his teachings and will go on to tell others about him. God's name and nature will protect the disciples. Jesus also prays that they may be filled with joy and be dedicated wholly and solely to him. The disciples now have a mission and a purpose to fulfill, to tell others about this Jesus. And they won't be left alone because the Holy Spirit will counsel and clarify with them. Wow! Come back tomorrow for day 27 of our series Agog as we continue to look together at that most extraordinary man, Jesus Christ, through the Gospel accounts. We will see together again Jesus at prayer, this time for all those who would be the fruit of his disciples. See you soon at Partakers!